All right, you guys can sit down. I'll make you stand up later. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's good for us on Sundays to have fun at church, right? It's good for us to have fun, right? Like, it's church. We should be having a lot of fun. One of, you know, my, my favorite things that Lyle says is, if you don't like to have fun at church, you're probably not going to like heaven because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So we love to practice having a lot of fun here at church at Legacy Nashville. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're glad to have you as a part of our family today. Also, happy Mother's Day. I know, you guys are amazing. Yeah, like Lyle said, the room was like front to back packed with just moms. So you guys did like the, br like the breakfast and they're doing the brunch. So they came for early service and now they're brunching at Marche or something. So yeah, glory, glory Marche. Yes, Who went to Marche this morning? Somebody did. I know somebody did. Nope. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. But did you guys go to breakfast this morning? Anybody take their moms to breakfast? Hillary went to breakfast. She went to crema, which is basically heaven. So, well, I, we're going to have a lot of fun this morning. If you're not ready, then get ready. So I have, the, I have the privilege of getting to love and serve this community here with my husband, Lyle, as lead pastor. And we are in the middle of a lot of fun growth, a lot of fun stretching. How many of you are experiencing in your, like, your lives right now some growth, some expansion, some stretching. Yeah, like all of you. Okay, that's amazing because that's what I'm preaching about this morning. Woo, so my, my message this morning is titled, Oh, That You Would Bless Me. And if you could, we're gonna turn to First Chronicles 4.10. You can turn in your Bible app or in your Bible, whatever, but it's gonna be on the screen here behind me. And I'm gonna have you guys stand with me. I told you, I warned you, we're gonna stand again. I'm gonna have you stand with me this morning as we read the scripture. It's very important to me here at Legacy that we honor the Bible, that we honor scripture. So we like to stand as we read. You don't have to read it with me, but you can if you want to. It's going to be here behind me on the screen. Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, we honor you here this morning. We acknowledge that you are the God of breakthrough. You are the God of growth. You know the end from the beginning and you order everything perfectly. So this morning we ask that you would speak to us, that you would speak through me to our family. And we just ask you to take your rightful seat here. King of kings, Lord of lords, we honor you this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated this morning. So I have an interesting thought for you this morning. I obviously saw that most of you have been experiencing some stretching, some growth in this last season. I too have been experiencing some stretching and growth. I'm not pregnant. I'm not making an announcement. I feel like every time I get up and speak, like somebody's like holding their breath maybe she's pregnant or something. 
not, nope. But I do have two kids. They're really adorable. Remy's here. She's about eight months. And I have a toddler, Isaiah. He's really cute. He like, like crouch ran out of here just now. He was like waved at Lyle while he was on the stage and like ran out. He's so cute. But that they are the joy of my life. The reason that I'm a mom, they woke up this morning. I looked him in the face and I was like, thanks for making me a mom. And Isaiah was like, bites? He like, he's like, sure. Hi, mom. So, I mean, parent, parenting itself is incredibly stretching and changing for moms here this morning. Those of you who are longing to be moms, those of you who have helped your sisters and your friends raise their kids. You guys are legends. You're heroes. You're amazing. And this morning, before I forget, all of the gifts that are outside are not just for moms this morning. They're for all of the ladies here at Legacy because I know that even if you don't have kids of your own, you've helped and you've sown and you've given your time and your energy to help mother all sorts of kids in your lives and around your lives. So, don't forget to pick up your present outside because it's for all of you ladies. But, you know, parenting can be very stretching. It can be uh, very interesting at times. And you know what? I, I genuinely think that there are times of my life as a, as a mom where I'm like, I, I said it in first service, where there like, are times where I'm looking at my kids like dead in the eye. Lyle's never home for these moments, but like Isaiah's crying and then I'm crying too. I just like look at him, we're both crying and I'm like, this is, this is, is this it, Lord, this is how I go. Because it can be so stretching. And I've, I have come to learn very, a couple of things in my short time as a parent, in my short time as a lead pastor and in my short life, which is there are often times that the Lord responds to our request for breakthrough, for growth, for expansion. And it doesn't oftentimes feel like what we think it should feel like. And I, I'm, I'm coming to understand that, that growth is a process. It's not just a moment. And if we look at growth like it's just this moment that happens to us and we're, and we're really unaware of the process, then we can pretty much uh, eject ourselves from what is true growth because the pain of it can be so painful, intense, stretching. So this morning I have a question for you, which is this. How often have we ourselves asked the Lord to expand us, to expand our borders, to stretch us, to grow us? And how often have we felt that growth, sensed the growth well before we actually see the breakthrough of the growth? It happens all the time. In fact, when I first started doing this, when we were first pastoring, Lyle and I were first married, I remember all, I, my tools for leading, I was 23. I was 23 when I started pastoring, you guys. I just, the Lord is funny like that. So I had like no tools, you can imagine. I didn't, I wasn't a parent. I couldn't even pull on my parental tools. I didn't have anything. And so I just had my faith and my trust in the presence of Jesus. And so I would ask Jesus, Lord, 
grow me, make me into the leader that I know that, you know, I, I want to be. I know my destiny is wrapped up somehow in loving and serving a community of people, and I just didn't have the tools for it. So the Lord is funny, and he'll take those prayers, and in his kindness, he will do exactly what you ask of him, because he's so good. And he won't often do it, though, in the way that you anticipate or you plan. I oftentimes talk about this very subject that God is way smarter than we are, and he does things way differently than we ever could imagine because he knows the beginning from the end, and he sees everything in the in-between. And so what we think is an ordered step, you know, he's like, no, you're about to turn right. And you're like, but we're going in a good direction, Lord. And it's in his kindness that he answers those prayers. But sometimes he doesn't do it like we think he should. I'm going to tell you a story and I'm prefacing this. This is a low moment in my ministry life. And it's, uh, this is not, this is not my shining moment, but I'm going to share it with you because the Lord's in it. So there was a season of our lives where when Lyle and I were first dating, let's say this. For those of you who don't know, my husband was a missionary with Iris Global, who our church is connected with um, just relationally. We love them. We started out as an Iris base here in Nashville, Tennessee. We love Heidi and Roland and in the ministry that they are you know, stewarding. So Lyle was a missionary with Iris Global when we first met. And he spent about one third of his year outside of the United States. He was in Africa. He was in India. And I remember when we, the, probably one of the first phone calls we had, I called a friend soon after. And I basically said, I just, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, he wants to live in India and that just does not work for me. It just doesn't work for me. So I'm like, I just probably shouldn't talk to him. We're probably not going to like get married or anything. And here we are now, a few years in, a couple kids in, and obviously the Lord had other plans for us. But in the very beginning of our ministry and our marriage, we went to Pemba, Mozambique which is on the coast of Africa. And it's where Heidi and Rollins' mission base is there in Pemba. And anytime we can, we try to get to Africa. It's not very often. We would try to get to India once a year. It didn't always happen. But this, this at the beginning of our marriage, we went to Africa. Philip and Naomi went with us. And I, like I said, this is a, this is a low moment in my ministry walk. So... I, I feel like we should all just take a deep breath really quick. <laughs> We're good. We're having fun. This is going to be a funny story, I promise. It's embarrassing, to say the least. So um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Heidi preach, but the woman is captivating, and what she's doing is amazing. She is an inspiration to us. She's an inspiration across the globe on what it looks like to be a laid-down lover for Jesus, just do whatever he says and be obedient. And when you get around her, you just do whatever she says and you're just obedient. You're like, yeah, Heidi, whatever you want. She just like looks you in the eye and she's like, hi, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? And even if it was like clean out the latrine, you're like, yes, Heidi, I'll do it. I'll do it. She just has this way about her. So keep in mind this prayer I've been praying for the whole six months prior to this trip. We're 
God, grow me. I want, I need tools. I need to lead better with more love, with more compassion. And I'm in the middle of Africa, 24 hours off of a plane that took us three days to get there. And she, she's like, let's go do an outreach, which yes, let's go do an outreach. But she wanted to take us, and mostly it's because Lyle was with me, and Lyle will do literally anything Heidi asks. It's like literally anything. And she was like, Lyle, let's go on an outreach to the Bush, 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 which the bush is like right out, is like outside the city. It's like a little uncomfortable. There's like maybe some water and stuff. The bush, bush is like getting a little more uncomfortable. The bush, bush, bush is like what they say when they're like, we don't really know how to get there. And that's where she wanted to go. And I have to tell you guys, I was, I was having a hard time. And I looked at Lyle and I was like, I don't, I don't want to go to the bush, bush, bush. And he was like, come on, we got to go. Heidi said, I was like, okay, well, we're going to go. <laughs> she said so. She like handed me like a sleeping bag and a tent and she's like, let's go. And then to make matters worse, I have to tell you guys, I cannot stand being on open water. Don't put me on a boat. I don't want to go diving with you. I don't want to go on a cruise. No, diving does not sound fun to me. I would rather jump out of a plane than go diving. There's something about the ocean that I just have a holy fear of the ocean. I don't want to be on a boat. So just to make things even more wonderful, she's like, let's take the boat. So somebody had just given Heidi a like beautiful million dollar yacht and like some king, the king of Spain had gifted Heidi a beautiful, just normal. Because when she looks at you, you just do whatever she says. And <laughs> you do. And so she'd just gotten gifted this beautiful yacht. And she was like, let's go take the yacht. And we're going to go to the village. And we're going to preach the gospel. And I think we know how to get there. We'll know when we get there. And I'm like having this, and I'm literally rebuking Satan. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. We're not getting on that boat in the name of Jesus. And as I'm walking, as somebody's like in that little dinghy thing, they're like getting me out to the boat. And the person who's driving the boat does not really know how to drive the boat. He was like fairly new. He knew how to drive like a, like probably a pontoon boat or something. And he was the most qualified guy there. So just to make everything more intense. We, we, we get to the shoreline at right at nightfall, which is the most terrifying of times to get to the shore because there are no lights in the middle of the bush, bush, bush. There's no lights. All you, I can't even see my hand. I can't see my hand. All I can see is Roland with his like headlamp on and there, we're traveling through this wetland about two miles to get to the entrance where we can actually walk another two miles to the village. Heidi casually tells us, as long as we stay in a group, the baboons won't get us. Just stay in a group. They're not going to get you. Guys, it was a low point. It was a low point for me. And I, I think I, at one point I, I was serious. Like, I think I'll just, I'd rather stay on the boat here. You guys go ahead. I'll just stay here because it was so intense. So as we're walking through, we get to the village. And if you've ever seen footage of Heidi in a village with her team, just the supernatural is breaking out. Eyes are seeing for the first time. Ears are hearing for the first time. And I literally cannot see 
any of it. I can't experience any of it because I'm so consumed with my discomfort. I'm so consumed with my discomfort. Everybody else is like experiencing the miraculous. And I'm like in a corner, literally like rebuking Satan. I'm like, this is the devil. This is a demon. This is demonic. I cannot believe somebody would take me on a boat. They know I hate boats. They know I don't want to do any of this stuff. And I'm missing it all. So we go and we set up our, our tents. And I go and I lay down for the evening. And it's pitch black. And the only thing you can hear is baboons. (laughs) And I'm laying there and I hear the Lord say, didn't you ask me to grow you? And I was like, yes. And he was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Would you just let me grow you? And I, I felt loved and rebuked all at the same time because I I recognized in that moment my spirit was quickened to the reality that everything I had been praying for the Lord was giving to me in that moment and I can honestly say after that trip I came home and I was a different person I was a different leader I was a different wife friend all because I allowed the discomfort of my request to actually turn me into what I was asking God to turn me into. And I'm here to propose to you that the actual process or stewardship of growth is entirely more important than the actual growth itself. Jesus died for us while we were yet still sinners. He gave himself to us full of love, full of compassion. There's nothing we can do or should do that can get his attention more, which is why I'm convinced it's not the the growth itself that, or the moment of growth where it's outworking in your life that's important. It's the process of growth that's more important because In that process, we become more like him. In the process, we go from glory to glory. We have to posture and position our hearts in such a way that we ask God the right questions in our seasons of stretching. Because had I just allowed myself to stay in that place of, get behind me, Satan, I would have missed the actual thing that God was using to grow me. What I thought was the enemy, God was like, hey, I'm here right in the middle of it. Here I am. How to, I mean, let's be honest, blind people were seeing, deaf were hearing, and I was missing it. I was missing it because I was so consumed with feeling uncomfortable. I do it all the time. We all do it all the time, but me, I feel like I'm the worst offender. Like I just, I forget sometimes how good he truly is. And I forget that he's actually trying to bring me from glory to glory and that I get comfortable just staying in my previous glory. And I like am demanding that God bring me something or to something, but I'm refusing the process. And I I do it all the time. We do it all the time. But this morning, I really, I want to encourage you, don't push the discomfort aside. We have to live in alignment with the presence, with the voice of Jesus in such a way that we can ask him the questions, knowing that he's good 
And if he says that in the middle of the stretching, right there, there I'm at, you know, there, there I am, you found me right here, then we are mature enough to stay in the midst of it and allow him to bring us into our season of destiny, of growth, of expanding our borders. So, I mean, I don't know how many of you work out. I don't work out. So my husband does. I feel like everybody in my family does. I just don't for some reason. I don't know why. Just Remy's too cute. I get distracted. I try to do yoga and she crawls over to me. And then I'm like, forget it. You're just really cute. So I give up. Um, But anyways, my husband does CrossFit. If you didn't know, welcome to Legacy. Lyle does CrossFit. (laughs) Everybody should know. But anyways, so I don't... If you, do, if you work out consistently, here's what usually happens. You work out, and then you hit a plateau. When you, like, you're, you're doing your workouts. Corey, you probably know more about this than I do, but, because I don't really work out that much. But you hit a plateau, and then you have to introduce change. You have to introduce more weight. You have to do something that's going to, you know, give you more muscles. So most of the time, my husband comes home from CrossFit, and he needs, like, three ibuprofen and like an Epsom salt bath every time. And the reason why we experience pain like that as we exercise is because of one simple thing, and that is our muscles tear, tear just a little bit. But they tear, and, and what happens is they heal back together stronger than they were before and able to handle more than they were before. And I think that's prophetic. That's actually what happens to us in the spirit as we allow the Lord to add more to us. And as we're able to lift more, as we're able to steward more, that's the moments where he's taking us from glory to glory. Not to burst your bubble, but maybe a little bit. Glory to glory doesn't look just like, like I get more stuff and then I get more stuff and then I get more stuff or, you know, like this dream is fulfilled and then this dream is fulfilled. Glory to glory looks like you becoming more like the person of Jesus more than anything else on the planet. It's him taking you through a process and giving you more to steward, to handle so that you can be more like him, so that you can look more like he does. Because in the person of Jesus is, like Naomi said, all hope, all peace, everything we need is in him. And as we become like him, we possess all that he has. And so the Lord does that. He does that. A lot of you said you're in that season of growing, of stretching. Let me encourage you this morning. The discomfort and the pain is him. It's the presence. It's him beckoning you forward. It's him calling you higher. You don't have to turn with me here. I'm just going to read this scripture, Philippians 3, 10 through 14, because I feel like this is a picture of why we experience pain in the midst of our seasons of growth, why we experience the discomfort and why it's actually him in his presence leading us there. And the writer A Philippian says in verse 10, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead, don't we all? I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to to say that I have already achieved these things or that 
I have already reached perfection, but I press on to, pos to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. In the midst of our discomfort, our stretching, our at times suffering, even immediately after we've asked him to increase and to build us and to shift us and shape us, we're sometimes confronted with what feels like maybe a breakdown. A breakdown. I used to experience some severe anxiety when we were first leading and pastoring. I hold in my heart very dearly the privilege it is to serve and to give and to lead. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with like panic attacks. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced those or struggles with those, but I would sit up out of sleep and I would not be able to breathe well. And I would feel like something was sitting on my chest or something was trying to hold me back. And I would just pray. That's all I could do. I just pray and I'm like, Jesus, 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 help me. And there would be times where I would find relief immediately and other times I would just pray into the night and I would experience his presence and maybe not so much relief from my systems, symptoms, but I would experience him and I would just pray. And I remember one night the Lord asking me, hey, do you know that what feels like a breakdown is actually the perfect positioning for a breakthrough. And I was like, tell me about that because I feel, I feel like I'm breaking down right now, Jesus. I feel like I'm in the middle of a breakdown. And he just said, breakthrough is found in the midst of what feels like a breakdown. Breakthrough is oftentimes the same platform almost that breakdown seems to sit upon, but what breakthrough and breakdown don't have in common is Jesus. Jesus is what makes what feels like a breakdown turn into your breakthrough. And that's his kindness and that's his goodness to us. And so that night I remember just asking the Lord, what, because I'm a I'm a tools person, like I need practical tools for how I can work out some of the things that God shares with me. And sometimes he shares them with me and sometimes he doesn't, but this time he did. So do you wanna hear what they are? The tools, the tools for getting through what feels like a breakdown and actually experiencing breakthrough. The first one is this, pray. Nothing can skip past the presence of Jesus. You can't shortcut the presence. You can't shortcut breakthrough with just, you know, like good vibes and good thoughts. His presence is paramount in the midst of our seasons of growth. It's paramount in the midst of our seasons of, you know, victory, of defeat. He's there in the midst of all of it. And so prayer, prayer, that's, that's the first, that's the first tool to experiencing breakthrough in the midst of what feels like breakdown. The second is this, shift your perspective. In the same way, Lyle says this sometimes and I love it, in the same way that we can like pray in tongues on command, 
You know, you just, you're in worship and you just start singing in tongues. At least I do. I start singing in tongues on command. I don't have to feel it. But that's the same thing. That's the same place that joy resides. If you can pray in the spirit on command, your spirit can get joyful on command. And it is our, it is maturity that would be able to shift our perspective towards Jesus in the midst of what feels overwhelming or what feels stretching, what feels painful. Had I walked into my tent that night in the middle of the bush, bush, bush and not allowed myself the opportunity to hear the voice of God and shift my perspective, I never would have walked away from that trip with as much hope, as much strength, as much joy as I did. I would have just remembered it as a completely inconvenient, completely stretching. I probably would have been like, I'm never going to Africa again. I would have made a weird, you know, vow that probably would have kept me from portions of my destiny. But because I shifted my perspective, I allowed in prayer the voice of Jesus to help me see something differently. Then now I'm getting to experience some of the breakthrough of that season of stretching. And the final thing is this, it's lean into community. And he spoke those three things to me in the middle of the night. And at the time, at the time I was feeling very lonely. I had just gotten married. I, nobody around me understood the season of my life. I, my husband traveled a lot. I was by myself, we were leading and I just felt so misunderstood and I wanted to eject from everything. I was like, I'll just live as a leader and I won't let anybody know me fully because that's too exhausting. And what the Lord spoke to me about was that some of your growth is found in the person sitting next to you. And that is just how it goes. And I can't understand it, but he does. And, and that's why I love church. That's why I love this. That's why I love that we get to do this because in our seasons, and about 85% of you raised your hand when I asked you, are you in this season? when we're in seasons like this of growth, stretching individually, corporately, it's our time to band together. It's our time to say, what's yours is mine and what you're carrying, I wanna carry and vice versa because I know that my stretching isn't just for me, it's for everybody that I come in contact with. It's so that we go from glory to glory looking more like the person of Jesus. Your pain is not in vain. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but it's true. Your pain is not in vain. Your discomfort does not go unnoticed by the presence of Jesus. Jesus on the cross is the perfect picture of pain not in vain. And he's known every single journey that we've gone on in, in this season where we're experiencing growth and you know that the Lord's spoken to you prophetically about destiny and about what's next and about the business you're supposed to start and about the families you're supposed to have and about the house you're supposed to build and all of these things that the Lord's spoken to you about, but right now your finances are looking a little weird or the doctor told you that you couldn't have any kids or you've experienced some sort of backstabbing from a business partner. Something 
looks contrary to the growth that you know you've been promised and you know you've been pressing into, the Lord is turning you into His image if you allow Him. If you don't get bitter, because just like the prayer of Jabez states, he, he asked God to expand his borders, but also to let his, the Lord's hand remain with him so that the expansion wouldn't crush him. Because expansion without the growth process, you can imagine, it's like when you overfill a balloon, it just pops, it, it busts, it's, it can't be contained. And the Lord is really interested in you Becoming like him, yes, but you living a life full of joy and a life that feels satisfying in his presence and you doing all the things that you're dreaming about with him. So this morning, I'm gonna have you stand with me and we're gonna do something really fun here at the end as kind of a prophetic declaration of what's yours is mine, what's mine is yours. And as we grow we want to grow together and we want to grow towards the prize, which is Jesus Christ. So this morning is Mother's Day and I'm passionate about celebrating all women in their multiple seasons of motherhood before kids, while you're pregnant with kids and after you've had them a while. But this morning I felt that the Lord wanted to do something special and he wanted to honor some moms that probably don't hear thank you enough or maybe you woke up this morning and didn't hear happy Mother's Day and mostly because maybe their kids are too small to tell them and they just don't know. They didn't make a plan to make their mom's pancakes for, for breakfast this morning. But I want us to honor our single moms here this morning. And I want you guys as a family to join with me in doing that. Is that okay? Yeah. So single moms are my hero. I don't know a more probably challenging role to fulfill than a, the role of a mother, but that's because I am one, so I might be biased. But I am grateful for my partner in life and love and leadership and ministry. But our single moms, they work and then they come home and they give and they love their kids and their kids probably don't always recognize all the sacrifices they make. So this morning, I don't know if we have one, I don't know if we have five in here, but if you're a single mom this morning, I want us to sow some money into you guys this morning. Banning Liebscher had this powerful moment if you were at the GO conference where we sewed money into our single moms. And the reason being because single mothers are a beautiful picture of sacrifice without a whole lot of thanks. And we have to be the family that says thank you when they didn't wake up this morning and hear it maybe from their families. And so I, I is that okay? I want to do that this morning. So we, uh, the, we as Legacy have a gift for you as well. But as a church family, I don't care if you get their cash app number or their little money sign cash app thing, or if you Venmo them or PayPal them or write them a check or give them cash. But this morning, I want us to sow financially into our single moms this morning and let them know we see you and we love you and we know 
that Mother's Day should be a celebration and that you should hear thank you a lot for what you do and how you love and how you serve. So if you're a single mom, could you be so brave and just raise your hand for me this morning? Yes, we have two here. We have two over here. And I'm gonna sit, sit, put some ushers with buckets next to you guys. And here's what I want to do, church. Let's go above and beyond. Whatever you have, give it to them. Whatever is your increase, give it to them. Whatever you pray and hear the voice of Jesus about, give it to them. And just sow into them in a way that says, thank you for loving. Thank you for raising kids that are going to love Jesus and are going to lead the next generation. So if you're a single mom, could you just raise your hand and keep them up? I know that it's a little challenging, but I want us to sow into them. Church, just pray. Go find one single mom right this moment. Just start sowing into them. Give to them. Hug them. Love them. Speak over them. Single moms, keep your hands raised if you can so that everybody can find you. Don't think twice. This is what it looks like to be the hands, the feet, the image bearers of Jesus. We as a family say what's yours is ours, what's, you know, what's ours is yours. And we take on all of the love that you give away and we sow love and honor and blessing into you this morning. And we as a family just say, Happy Mother's Day. If you didn't hear it this morning when you woke up, Happy Mother's Day. We love you. We love you guys. So as service is closing, then feel free. Make your way over to a mom, a single mom that has a legacy bucket with them. Just so into them. We just want to leave them blessed this morning, right? Right? All right, stand with me as Naomi comes and closes the service this morning. Let's give Jesus a round of applause this morning. Let's give Allie a round of applause as well. Thank you so much, Allison, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I was here for first service, but I'm still like crying again because I just, I love loving on others and recognizing others. And um, So as you go through your week, just remember that he's growing you, that he's stretching you, that he's in the process and we can ask him, Jesus, where are you? And so as we do that, just remember too, that he's our hope that he's moving us forward. And it, even if it doesn't feel like it or doesn't look like it, that he's bringing breakthrough in the middle of where we feel like we're breaking down. So have a blessed week. And ministry team, if you would come forward, please. If you need prayer for anything, we would love to pray with you. We would love to agree with you for that. And yeah, have a great week, guys. <laughs>